Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the football podcast. Everybody's here, we're talking all the games from last week, all the games that are coming up this week, and all the football news from in and around the league. So yeah, that's kind of, you know, what's going on. Before we get started, and while I've got your uh, attention, if I can ask you to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, that will be amazing. So, let's get cracking. It's time for the football podcast. Here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the football podcast. Recording in progress. Paul, do it. Welcome along, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. It's your it's your weekly uh, your weekly update of, of football based nonsense from a tea side, humber side, trend side, trend side. Yeah, lovely, lovely trend side flavored flare, flavored uh, flavored twinge. That's correct. It is the. We never did come up with a name for it, did we? Just a football podcast. Football podcast. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a serviceable name. The uh, the the commanders podcast. <laughs> no, no takers. Commander podcast. Did I miss that invite? I mean, yeah, that that just uh, just. Uh, now we're talking. Opens up a whole uh, a whole mess of. Opportunities. Oh, <laughs> so we're talking football then. Of course. Okay. So what do we want to talk about in a football well, vein? I dare say we've got a, uh, a whole a whole load of predictions to go through from the last uh, the last seven days or so. Not not really. Not not what you would think. Because do you know, do you know why? Because of the six games that we predicted, the first game was called off. Oh, but it's okay because I'm pretty sure it was a really sort of like short distance that was travelled for that game as well. So, yeah, only 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 less than four hours before kickoff on a Friday, so people definitely won't have taken time off work to travel down there. It definitely won't have taken six hours plus from Nottingham to Bournemouth. I mean, it's a short trek, isn't it, ladies and gents? You know, and yeah, for you know, and only if only if only some level of common sense would uh, kind of think it's. Uh, I, I I was ready for this because I, I mean I I didn't travel, so it didn't knock me as much as it would have been if I would have travelled for it. But Exeter and Barrow. Cancelled their game the day before, so the poor people from Barrow didn't have to travel all the way down to Exeter, a similar length journey. And then to stick on top of that, I don't know if I'm treading on any toes for any for the rest of the podcast, but just to kind of you know, they really need to start getting this cancelling game sorted out because Blackburn Mill- Millwall cancelled 45 minutes before kickoff. Like, so people have travelled up from Millwall, and you can say what you like about Millwall. I'm sure there's some decent fans there, but to travel all the way up to Black, 
Blackburn and then for it to be cancelled 45 minutes before kickoff. Then apparently it was fine at 10 past three, which is even more infuriating. But then just to kind of add a little kick of that to that, Crew Portsmouth was cancelled about an hour, 45, 45 minutes to an hour before um, before the kickoff. Um, you know, and obviously by that point, people from Portsmouth have travelled, you know, a similar distance to the Forest fans travelling. Think I just think at some point they've got to, you know, as someone said, if only they had something called a weather forecast that might help them with these kind of situations to avoid all this. I mean, the, the cynical forest side of things are. Most have made have complained about it and put a formal complaint into the EFL, and Bournemouth are still sticking with the uh, um, the stadium's damaged. Isn't isn't their stadium quite new? Um, it's not new as such. Obviously, like it's it's where they've always played, from what I understand. But they've they've renovated it over the years. So obviously, <laughs> when they got promoted to the Premier League, they decided. No, th- no, thirteen thousand is probably about right for us. That's, that's probably all, that's probably all the uh, all the fans that we can attract. So they've they've got a very small stadium, right? Um, but it's it, it's supposedly Premier League standard. But you just just as, a little, just as a little side note, Bournemouth had seven first team players out on Friday. Well, that's got nothing to do Did with the fact that, that it got cancelled. Wow. And they wouldn't, and they wouldn't, yeah, they couldn't possibly play the game on Saturday either, you know, because that wouldn't work either, that type of thing. So, you know, just, just, just as a, just as a, just as a little footnote to that. Rumour has it that maybe those seven players were injured by pieces of falling stadium in the wind. (laughs) 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 Tie the two together. It's got to be that, surely. Has to be. I'm sure. So I'm sure, and I'm sure. So that Sky get their pound of flesh. It's been rearranged to the third of May, which is the Tuesday before the end of the season. That you know, I, I mean, I'm not kind of casting aspersions, but at that point, it might, it, it might have everything riding on it. It might have absolutely f all riding on it. But fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. It's the latter. Just to. Give a big fu to Sky and hopefully Bournemouth because at that point they'll be out of the playoffs or something like that. I doubt it, but you know. <laughs> Listen, don't don't go messing with the tactical genius that is Scott Parker. But anyway, um, we'll uh, we'll move on. So obviously, yeah, we'll just have to null and void that first game of the week. So no, no surprises. Uh, no, no points gained when the game isn't. So moving swiftly on to what was supposed to be a uh, comfortable Middlesbrough defeat of Bristol City. However, Paul, well the way you the way you'd worded that there, I thought you were like I thought you were Rain Man or something that you'd you'd seen the future and, and whatnot. And, but no, sadly, it was it was a defeat, but it was a defeat for Middlesbrough away at Bristol City. Um, I'm just racking my brains. It was Andreas Vyman and Antoine Semenyo scored the goals for Bristol City. Correct. Uh, and Borough got a late, 
late consolation from uh, everyone's favourite tree, Matt Crooks. Can I just double check something at this point? Mm. For for the said player, yeah. did he pick up uh, uh, some he sort? Did indeed. He was he was booked during the course of the game, and it was his tenth yellow card of the season. So he has incurred a two-game ban. One of which was served this past week against West Brom. We'll come to that game. Uh, the second of which is this coming weekend against Barnsley. And that's why, because when I was writing my predictions in the book, I went, oh. And I had to, I had to rewind and, and make a correction. Um, so, here's where it gets real interesting. Everybody apart from Matt... Had Middlesbrough down to win. Matt had Middlesbrough down to draw. So as a prediction-based point system, zero points for everybody there. Uh, luckily for Paul and myself, we both had crooks to score. Matt predicted two Bristol City players to score and might have uh, might have pulled one off there and might have got the correct. Uh, I have written in my book Vyman There we go. So point for Paul, point for Matt, point for myself. Uh, unfortunately, Stu. Yet to get out of the gate. Moving swiftly onto Stu's team, which is Hull City, and they went up against QPR, or Queen's Park Rangers as they're known to their friends. Stu? Yeah, this was uh, a bit of a strange one, both scoreline and what happened in the game. So uh, it finished QPR 1, Hull 1. Um, Hull went 1-0 up after 26 minutes with a uh, goal for Loney Force. And uh, then Chair equalised for QPR in the 75th minute. However, the Hull goalkeeper, Ingram, was stretched off in the second half after being knocked unconscious after colliding with Albert Adoma. <laughs> Uh, Baxter, our, our other keeper, is still out with a hand injury. So then an impromptu debut was handed to Harvey Cartwright, who is 19 years old. And um, he was he was playing before they scored the equaliser. So I kind of feel sorry for him, really, because I bet, I bet a 19-year-old making his debut, QPR, like, right, shoot from anywhere, boys. And, um, yeah, unfortunately, he couldn't, he couldn't hold out to hang on to the, the, the lead. So, yeah, finished one all. Um, again, one of those where everybody had QPR down to win um, quite heavily in a lot of cases. Um, luckily for Paul, did predict Chair to score a goal. Now then, when I said everybody had QPR down to win quite heavily, I did omit that I had a one-all draw. So that's two points for me. 
So, the week looks a little something like this. Paul's on two. Stu is on zero. Matt has got one. And apparently, the week's looking pretty good for me because I'm on three. But wait, there's more. I'll be right back. No, sorry, I'm still here. Um, that's only half of the week. There were three more games. Let's see if Nottingham Forest get a game in the second half of the week. But before that, Stu's going to tell us what happened in the whole city versus the Ansley game. Um, Hull, Hull played for all of two and a half minutes and then got absolutely smashed by a very, very poor side for the rest of it. Uh, it finished Hull nil, Barnsley 2, with Styles and Morris scoring the goals. Absolute embarrassment of a display. Um, the new owner decided that this was the game that they were going to bring in a bumper crowd and offer tickets for um, £2 to anybody that went with an existing season ticket holder. Um, or, yeah, I, think, I don't know if it was possibly you could take the kids for two quid as well, whatever it was. But yeah, they really boosted the score, and then the number two ended up coming to bite them on the arse by uh, not only losing 2 0 to Barnsley, I might add that they are also the bottom of the league, or were at the time, and uh, have not won an away game since April 2021 before Tuesday night. So yeah, absolutely delighted, of course. Well, if you were mad about that, Stu, strap yourself in, kid, because uh, everybody had Hull down to win this game. Like literally everyone. I'm not even. I'm not even. You know, ha hanging anything back here. Um, and uh, Matt was the only person to predict a Barnsley goal scorer, and it was neither of the ones that scored. <clears throat> so. Uh, did anybody say bagels for tea? Because that's what we got from that game. It's fine though, because Middlesbrough went up against West Bromwich Albion, the WBA. That's not women's basketball. It is the West Bromwich Albion. So, Paul, how did this go? So, a little background. I don't know if we covered this on the podcast last week, but this was. Uh, I don't think it was the this wasn't the sixth game that um, West Brom had with a new manager in charge uh, I think this was only Seabrook's third game maybe since he'd taken charge of West Brom because they decided to change their manager after a bit of a sticky uh, patch of form um, this was however their sixth game in a row or they were, they were coming off the back of a five game stretch where they hadn't scored a goal so after half an hour, you can pretty much guess what's happened. That's correct. West Brom went 1-0 up. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, with a goal by a guy called Jason Malumbi. Apparently it was his first goal for West Brom, so no wonder why we haven't heard his name before. Um, Middlesbrough then kicked on and had... A much much better second half and managed to uh, managed to bring it back to uh, one each with a strike by Paddy McNair. Um, he um, covered quite a bit of distance, you know. He had good length to um, you know 
um, get himself amongst it, shall we say, uh, to, to get to bag the equaliser. Might have um, got to cop it up either. No, he didn't. He didn't. You know, yeah. a nice stiff drive into the bottom corner. Um, it really gave West. It really gave West Brom the shaft. Let's put it that way. Oh yeah, he did. He, yeah, he, <laughs> he shafted proper shafted them. Good and proper. Good and proper. Um, the, uh, the the winner uh, was then scored by podcast favourite Marcus Tavernier. Um, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure at some point now it's it's the point of the podcast where we have to basically just you have to do some sort of forfeit or, or something like that. It's, uh, I'm pretty sure he was he was we were under no illusions that he wouldn't ever score oh, again if he we played. We fucking lost to Barnsley. How bad do you want to make my week? Like, <laughs> it's not bad enough. <clears throat> but yes, he uh, the the ball was sort of bobbling around the area and he managed to just took it away nicely. So yes, three points, very well, uh, very well taken by the Borough. Um, and, they, and they march on into the top six or did for a time being uh, Stu if you can just reach under the uh, under your chair grab the box and the the chicken and the tranquilizer gun and we'll get started so I was going to say just take the knife out your back first <laughs> an interesting situation has unfolded here because Paul, you went with a one-all draw. You didn't get any goal scorers. Stu had West Brom down to win. Did not have any goal scorers. However, then it takes a complete and utter turn, a 180, where Matt Moore decides, you know what, I know exactly the score of this game. It's going to be 2-1. Two Middlesbrough. Um... I believe there was some discussion throughout the week where we uh, highlighted that Mr. Crooks had gone out. Matt had predicted Crooks to score, so there was a little bit of... Uh, but two points for a correct prediction. Can't, can't sniff at that. I also had Middlesbrough down to win, so a point for myself. No goal scorer for me. So... The PNE, Preston North End, going up against Nottingham Forest. First things first, did they play? They did. Second things second, absolute goal first, yeah? Oh, just, you couldn't stop them. Every Everything, you're like, phone pinging with no goals at all, kind of thing. It was... It always cracks me up when you watch it on Sky because obviously they like to give it the big kind of oh cracking game, cracking game. I watched that game. It was not a cracking game. Um, I went to Tesco 15 minutes into the second half because uh, that's about as much. The you know, Forest didn't look like they were going to score. Preston had plenty of chances to kind of thingy, and I was like, yeah, there. F this, I'm going to Tesco. Um, so yeah. It was uh, it was not good, and then I just thought I came in in time to the final whistle, and uh, the commentator went, well, "I was a cracking game, nil nil, but it was a cracking game of football." And I went, "I felt like a bullshit, mate." Unless you had half an hour of absolutely awesome football, which I very very much doubt, 
by the way those miserable fans walked out of that ground on the, like on the TV, I was like, not a chance was that a cracking game of football. Um, so yeah, nil nil. Very few chances. Forest Polish had a penalty midway through the first half. But apart from that, lacklustre, lack I think, is uh, is the thing. There's a, we've hit a bit of a wall. I think at Forest, it's kind of the our sixty goal season man is out, um, and they're struggling to fill that void right now. So, other than Paul, who had a one-one draw, everybody else had Nottingham Forest winning this two-one. Uh, but with no goals and uh, obviously no no goal scorers, uh, it's uh, zeros across the board. Um, second half of the week produced uh, no points for Paul and no points for Stu. Uh, two points for Matt and one point for myself. Hang on a second. Yeah, you got one point. Hang on a second. Where is where is your magic point from? Because I said a draw, draw Forest Preston game. Ah, clever! I like it. Rigged. It's rigged. It's rigged. Look, I'll 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 add it to my book because it makes it makes a difference. Oh, damn it! Doesn't make a difference. <laughs> it makes a difference. Now it's gonna. Now it's gonna look. Now it's gonna look super dodgy when I win the week. Um, <laughs> my apologies for terrible bookkeeping. Uh, in fact, Paul got one point for the week, uh, giving him three points total for the week. Stu ended the week with zero points. Golf scoring. I win. Uh, Matt also finished the week with three points. And obviously I won the week with four because apparently this is the most backwards situation we could possibly imagine. <laughs> so it's it's crazy. It's crazy. I don't understand. Um <clears throat> What do you want to tackle next? Pun intended. Do you want to tackle a break? Do you well, want to tackle the news? We'll, we'll take it we'll take <clears throat> a short break. We'll then do break. predictions for next week as not that the news is extensive but there are certain situations that have occurred within the last few hours, shall we say, that have that may have a huge knock-on effect in the footballing world. Um, so, yeah, we'll do next week's predictions and then we'll do the, we'll do the news and, and the goings on and what. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna foreshadow it so much, but I'm guessing that you are talking about Grant McCann's appointment at Peterborough United there. It's a seismic shift in the uh, the world as we know it from uh, from all and sundry, yes of course. Right, well in that case we'll be right back. Recording in progress. It is. It is indeed. Um I've already forgotten what we were going to do. What were we doing next week's predictions? It's were. Memory like a sieve. Um, now then, to my knowledge, 
and this was helped by Mr Woodmansey. I believe we're back to three games this week. What? FA Cup. Podcast in, in, in between. Yeah. The middle game on Tuesday. Ah. Oh, well, that's going to screw my notepad up. It's going to screw my notepad up. Tuesday, the 1st of March, Middlesbrough versus Tottenham mm-hmm. Hotspur in the Far Cup. Well, that is absolute nonsense. If you want, I can ring them. I can ring them and ask them to postpone it at about 7.42 pm on Tuesday <laughs> after all the Tottenham fans have made the long arduous journey up to the North East can you um, you're going to have to go and blow some pieces off your stadium though to accommodate this ah, it's, it's made with um, Chinese steel I think so it's balsa wood probably due to <laughs> look at it it's right it's right there on the on the thing middles bro Middles Browd. Right, well, while we're talking, while I'm writing this in the book, we could be talking other football. And that other football starts. I was going to say, starts a little bit like where it finished, but that isn't true quite. Um, the most Yorkshire team in the land take on the most Middlesbrough team in the land. <coughs> Barnsley go up against Middlesbrough in the first game of the week. Um. Paul, you'll pick last. That's how we do things here. Um, I'm feeling fruity. Let's go to Mr. Stuart Woodmansey for his pick for the Barnsley-Middlesbrough game. I've gone for a straight reverse of the result that they got against us. So that Barnsley are going to lose 2-0 to Middlesbrough. And I've gone for Spora and Balogun because it's about time he put one in. Looks like he's been fairly handy in the assist department from what I've seen of highlights here and there. <laughs> Didn't have a great game on Tuesday. Got um, <laughs> probably not the best choice of phrase given what we were saying about Mr. McNair, but he got pulled off at half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and what did he do on the field? He did Even more reason for me to pick him then. Yeah, absolutely. Matt? I've gone for 2-1 to Middlesbrough. And your scorers? I've got Woodrow for Barnsley. And Connolly and Sparrow for... So it's weird that because you nearly had my prediction. I have also gone with a 1 2 to the Borough. Woodrow scoring for Barnsley. I have Sbora and Watmore scoring for Zibura. Paul? I'll go for an optimistic 0 3. Wow. He's got his McNair out on the table there and put it all out for everyone to see. <laughs> um, I'll go for... I, I think he's, he's, he's found his boots now, so I'll go for Tavernier to get another one. 
us is if you want. Do, do you know what? I'm just going to say it just to piss you off. Tavernier 2. Aww. And there is no the, chance of me getting my McNair out and whacking it all over the <laughs> table. <laughs> we need to we need to get to a point where we can refer to it as having a paddy, and then obviously <laughs> just like, you know, <laughs> obviously that that just takes on a life of its own, and it just just goes from there. Um, if you've seen the picture, that takes on a life of its own isn't the worst phrase you could receive. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, He's he's a healthy young man. Let's put it that way. Um, who else? Who hasn't scored? Who hasn't scored for a while? Not Can him what? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, I think in back to back games. Oh no, because it was with the, the QPR game wasn't the weekend. So within the last three or four games, two of the three centre halves have scored. So it's it's time for Anthony Dyke Steele to step up to the plate. So I'm going to go for Dyke Steel to get the other one. You don't want any points from this game, then? No. <laughs> points are overrated, man. <laughs> okay, I'll that's the... I'll with my one point for the inevitable <laughs> win. That's the Barnsley-Middlesbrough game all wrapped up. So... Nottingham Forest are taking on my boys, the Bristol City crew. Um... Matt, you will pick last for these predictions. I'm going in first because I don't want anybody stealing my predictions because I hate that. Uh, it's 2 0 to the Forest. And I'm just going to keep predicting Johnson and Zinkenagel to score until that combination comes up and I can move on to somebody else. Uh, Stu. Uh, I've gone 2 1. I've gone for Johnson and Garner and uh, Wyman for Bristol. Okay. Paul? I'll go for a 1 1 draw. Mm. Interesting. Uh, I'll have Keaton Davis to score Forest. Okay. And Semenyo, I think it is, from Bristol City. Okay. Matt, tell us how it's really going to go down. I have gone for twos each. Twos apiece. Two all draw. And I'm picking up the Zink and Eagle Johnson combo Forest goals. And then Vyman. Again, just you know, just getting some extra points again. And Chris Martin, because Derby player coming back to Forest, why not? Okay, there we go. That is that game also done and dusted. Peterborough United take on All City. So, Paul, why don't you let us know what you think is going to happen in this game? So this is what Stu was referring to slightly before, in that Peterborough have appointed a new manager. So all that means, though, 
is that they've sat Darren Ferguson for about six to eight months. Resigned on Sunday. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. well, either way, all it means is that he's left for now, so he'll be back there within the next 12 months. Can, can, can we also just take a moment to uh, recognise that they've replaced a manager that's been there now three times with a guy who's going back for his second stint in charge? So there's nothing like sticking to who you know. It's a, it's, it's a lovely bit of, uh, obviously, keep it in the family sort of business. It's so uh, you know. Um, I shouldn't. I shouldn't kind of think. But have you been to Peterborough? It's no way they do it. Um, well, that's the listeners in Peterborough. Well, uh, yeah, I was going to say the uh, alienation of the Peterborough arm of the uh, Cookie Cast podcast well, supporters. Fingers on the end of that arm, so be all right. <laughs> Um, just just to swing it back to the McCann appointment, apparently he signed a two and a half year contract and he's brought in his regular backroom team as well. Um, but yeah, he managed he managed for nearly two years between 2016 and 2018 there before he was dismissed by the current chairman. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a strange one that for me. I'm pleased he's got a job because I, I feel like he deserves it after the way that he was kind of ousted with the takeover and. Um, especially what's happened at Hull afterwards in the sense of the little winning run that they had as he left and the subsequent hangover of results that were, were pretty good. The new guys finding out pretty sharpish that uh, honeymoon is over. Yeah, certainly does seem that way. So obviously we've got the lesser, lesser scene, I suppose. Return of the old manager. Oh my God, what are the odds up in it? Hang on. Hang on. I think he's, he's getting told off by somebody in his house, but I'm not quite sure they are living or breathing. Possibly the electronic witch. Oh, God, no. Ask, ask, why we don't, ask why we don't talk about Bruno. Uh, Matt, why don't you tell us what you think is going to happen in this? Um, I've gone for a one-all draw. I couldn't quite fully commit to the, uh, to the old boy coming back and snatching a win because Peterborough god awful so I've gone for one all draw Marriott for Peterborough fours for uh, are you sure because we went through this whole Barnsley thing about 10 minutes ago I'm, I'm sure ok just check this one one all draw I've not gone like <laughs> I, I, I know I am aware <laughs> have you seen how bad we are see Paul knows Keeping Paul up. Sorry, um, I had to just go and uh, discipline the assistant. There. So, um, I have absolutely no idea what 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 sparked that. She just she just chimed up of her own accord. Peterborough fan, clearly. Um, just there. Uh, uh, one one. I will now need to find a Peterborough goal scorer, though, what? So that's... Grandpa can, can't score for them. <laughs> oh, he might try. Um, I've seen him on the sidelines. Yes, he will try. <laughs> we we'll get back for his shift in the pub. <laughs> I've never yeah, seen a manager look more like a pub landlord than... <laughs> <laughs> I put he'd never reached the bar. I think he's quite sure. 
<laughs> right, just because I'd like to see how Andy would spell this, I'll go for Smodix. Small what? Yeah. Do you know what? If anybody's tuning into this for the first time, just so you're aware, we don't always talk about Paddy McNair's dick. Just <laughs> <laughs> From, from now on, we do. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'll go for Smodix to score for Peterborough, and yeah, I like I like a bit of force. He, he, he was again. He was awful in that Barnsley game. He got taken off. I felt that was unfair though on him because again, it's just. There's no midfield, so he's never, he's never going to score if nobody passes it to him. Is he? I mean, it's uh, it's it's been known to uh, to happen before, but it's a lot easier if, it, if they did. Um, I've just gone with a one nil for Hull victory. Uh, KLP putting uh, an absolute absolute blaze on the uh, on the Peterborough side. Uh, so just down to you then, Stu. Yep, you're all delusional. Hull are going to lose one nil. And thankfully for you, Mr. Cook, just to see how you spell it, as Paul would, Paul has just said, I have gone for Ward to score. Yeah, people go. <laughs> That'll be Q A W A R D. Yeah, I don't So, as I am now apparently more reliably informed, uh, Middlesbrough are apparently playing again. Uh, in in the far uh, going up against Tottenham Hotspurs interesting very interesting um, this is one of those I was like I'm, I'm known for backing the home side it is FA Cup and anything could happen but I feel Middlesbrough have been kind of showing showing the way in the FA Cup up to this point. So then I was like, where do I land? Where do I go? So I've gone with 1-0 Middlesbrough win. But just uh, apparently to upset Stu, I've put Tavernier down to score. I, I, I didn't realise this was so offensive to Stu. And my apologies. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what else I can tell you. Uh, Stu, why don't you tell me what you think is going to happen in this game? This is the point where you might want to turn your ears off, Paul, because I think for, for Tottenham, having beaten Manchester City, I think at Manchester City, and then losing to Burnley, um, I think that if they're ever going to win anything this season, they need to concentrate on this a little more. Um, so I've gone for Middlesbrough 1, Tottenham 3. I think they'll put a decent side out. Um Especially having seen what Borough did to uh, that Man United side that they played against in the FA Cup last time. So I have gone for Crooks because I'm assuming he can play in this one because it's a different competition. Well, even if not, his, his, his ban would be up by then. Cool. So I've gone for Crooks and then for Tottenham, I have gone for Mora, Sun and Kane because at least two of them will score. So points, please. 
You're not wrong. Matt? Um, I was I, I just a quick aside. I was listening to uh, Bob Mortimer's podcast and he was saying, because Borough had beaten Everton and Man United and Forrest had beaten Arsenal and Leicester, that they should just be put into the final. I was like, yeah, I'm on board with that, Bob. Uh, but uh, <laughs> um, but I've gone for uh, unfortunately Bob's wish will not come true. I've gone with two one to Tottenham with Crooks you know doing his comeback and probably getting himself if he keeps on playing that well and he's a very tall guy getting himself a move to the Premiership if Borough don't go up and then Kane and Son for um, for Tottenham. Paul. Uh, yeah, uh, I I also think it will be one two, but with the caveat that I believe that will be after extra time. Here he goes. It's epic. It's caveat. draw. But does that mean it's going to be nil nil then at full time or? No no no. So that just that just means that if it's if it finishes two one the Spurs in ninety minutes, I don't get the point. Uh, well, I don't get two points. Uh, I will go for Balogun to score because if he's going to score against the team it might as well be the team he probably hates more than any other Uh, and I reckon Kane will get two for Spurs there it is the game's predicted done and dusted in the book so uh, I hear on the on the grapevine that there might be something in the way of some news to discuss. I mean, unless obviously by the time this goes out, uh, unless people have been living under a rock, um, they'll be un- they'll they'll be aware of the escalating situation going on in uh, in the Ukraine. Um. And it's having it's already having a bit of a knock-on effect. It was uh, it was discussed today that the Champions League final is set to take place in Saint Petersburg, in Russia, later on this year. Um, I think UEFA had already made plans to change that destination. They haven't. I don't think they've said where. Yeah, I mean, they've just talked about moving it from there. No, they, they, nothing. At point of recording, nothing has been officially confirmed. The, the because the meeting. It is set to happen like later in the week. So if you're listening to this Friday afternoon, maybe it might already be um, officially called called off from being in Russia. But the I think they're having to sort of cross the T's and dot the I's in terms of getting the formalities in order before anything gets. But but it's for all intents and purposes, a lot of the news outlets are um, reporting it has, has, has been cancelled in uh, Russia. As of today, which is fully, ex- you know, fully understandable, fully expected, really. Yeah. Yes, uh, I was informed this morning by the stats mistress, who was like, "I've got something for your football podcast." Like, whoa, steady on with the double dipping. She was like, "No, the the news is reporting that apparently FIFA have moved." I was like, "Oh, okay. I'll, I'll make sure you get credit for it." Yeah, uh, they. I say FIFA. 
good old trusty old FIFA are also monitoring the situation because obviously Scotland and uh, Scotland have got uh, Ukraine have got Ukraine um, in the World Cup playoffs and Russia have got Poland mm. um, on the twenty fourth of March as well. Um, just just on on that note as well, I think there are, from that qualification route that involves Russia, I think there are three other teams involved. I know one of them was Sweden, one of them was Poland, and there was a The third one's just escaped me, but they've they've put a joint um, signed statement in together to ask FIFA to come up with another solution to basically kick Russia out of the tournament entirely. Um, and also as well, there are two Russian sides that are still in. Um, Europe, whether I think it's the Europa League games, and uh, they've been asked to expel them from that tournament as well. But that'll be the obviously UEFA side of things there. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just like it, it seems. It seems really weird that we're having, you know we're on a football podcast and we're talking about the fact that a war's just broken out. It's just bizarre and like how instantly that's just changed everybody's outlook this morning and yet like Ukraine could be getting blown to shit as we speak but yeah they've had they've had time to get their football uh, letters of protest in it's just bizarre so bizarre like, <laughs> yeah to, to bring it back to like a UK sort of based issue as well um, obviously Chelsea are owned by Roman Abramovich um, and there's talk that sanctions need to come in against him. They're, they're pushing, aren't they? But I don't know what they can do because he doesn't. He doesn't have a permanent. Well, he does have a residence here, but he doesn't actually live here. Yeah. And they were um, they were saying that on his last the last um, the last time he had to apply for a, a visa for the UK, um, he, he didn't bother. <laughs> he didn't. He wasn't going to go. So he didn't. So now I think he's if he's been in the country, it's only been like a fleeting visit. It hasn't been for any length of time. So I mean, um, we are we are talking about a guy who, who obviously money is no issue. As in, I'm pretty sure there was a story doing the rounds that someone once put the wrong fuel in his in his uh, in his private yacht, and uh, to to <laughs> to pay for it to be drained or a new engine put in his car already got twenty million or something like that. And he's just like. <laughs> so obviously he's worth he's worth several billion dollars or several billion pounds or whatever. So obviously to him money is no object. But yeah, there's a whole load of murky sort of like things going around, like the fact that he's a benefactor and whatnot. And it's yeah, yeah, it's just not. It's not really what we <laughs> what we want to be talking about, really, is it? To be fair, but I do I do have something much lighter for the end of the podcast. So just think on that. Uh, in a another one, I've got on a sort of a, a more championship flavored setting. Um, Derby County's administrators are reviewing the offers to buy the club that were made before Wednesday's five pm deadline. And are seeking clarification on a number of issues before deciding on a preferred bidder. That was by Sky Sports News earlier today. Um, 
I think it's still it's still rumoured that it's Ashley, isn't it? That's the preferred choice. Yes. The, the, um, the game. I think they had a game. They lost, didn't they, earlier this week? Newcastle and, uh, or Derby, so yeah, Millwall. Derby, yeah. And in the um, in the director's box, there was the old uh, MD that he had when they were at Newcastle. So it's 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 one of them, though, isn't it? Like if it preferred bidder's stage, I suppose that's just to sh- show him face to the fans to sort of say, look, we're we're still seeing it through. But didn't didn't the report say as well that they'd had last minute interest from people who hadn't been part of the bidding process up until think, this point? I think that always seems to be the case. I don't know if it's just like chances just sort of thinking they might be able to sort of sneak in like under the deadline and stuff like that just to sort of see if they can get a bid passed that's not going to be you know checked for due diligence and things like that but I, uh, I heard it was I heard it was a Mr Cook he'd offered him a chomp and a bag of Watsits and uh, they, were, they were seriously considering it and he said if, if needs be they can have their own like sort of section of the podcast I think so here's what happened. So, right, here's what happened. Is it the bit just after we finished recording? Somebody overheard me in a pub say, oh man, I was totally going to put a bid in, and they took it seriously. So, I don't know, I, I, I checked what I had in my pocket at the time, it was like a sweet wrapper, one of those, you know those stamp cards you get for when you get free coffee, and like, I think it was £8.56, and they were like, we'll take it. So, But the card, um, the card only had like seven... Seven things on. Yeah, it wasn't a full, it wasn't a full so card. It wasn't, it wasn't a free copy yet. No, no, absolutely not. Um, so yeah, they'd have to they'd have to work to get that free coffee. But apparently, it was enough. Everything was uh, all the all the you know T's were crossed and the I's were dotted. So I've got as good a chance as anybody. Obviously, the timing of certain things that happen in the world is absolutely spectacular but it is as we as we're recording the Europa League and Europa Conference League games are being played uh, and one of the aforementioned Russian teams has just equalized in the 93rd minute to take the to take their tie to uh, extra time potentially although although the goal is currently being checked so, hmm. I wonder where those video referees are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're trying to dispel that goal. Like, right? What? What is? Is there a way that we can just chalk it off so we don't have to have this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> Anything else from a news-based perspective? Yeah. So, I, I did mention this earlier now in, in our group, um, but. From a slightly strange managerial appointment point of view, um, Bradford City have today appointed Mark Hughes as their new manager. Um, Now, Bradford City are in League Two. They were once a Premier League side, but haven't been for a number of years. Um, So, League Two. Mark Hughes' previous uh, job was as the Southampton manager in the Premier League. So, granted, that was in December of 2018, I believe, that he was last working. So he hasn't worked for nearly three, for about three years. However, he's dropped four divisions to take his next role. He's the taking champ manager too far, isn't he? I mean, 
either that or whoever owns Bradford has just been like, do, 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 do you reckon we could get him? It's worth it. It's worth a chance. He can, worst he can say is no, and then when they says that, he says, "Oh no, balls! We, we we've got to give him it." Or something like that. But yeah, has to has to be the. I would imagine he'll be the most high-profile manager in League Two, other than the pools manager, of course, and quite rightly so. Um, but yeah, just a really, really sort of completely out of left field appointment that one. A strange one, yeah. Mm. Rebuilding a reputation after that, I presume, kind of thing. It would certainly seem that way. I mean, you would have. He's he's the sort of manager that normally ends up sort of going into a struggling down the bottom end of the Premier League, wondering if they're going to get relegated. They'll change the manager just to see if they can have a bit of a turn in fortune. Um, but yeah, he's decided to go after the Watford job. Wasn't probably thought, fuck it. Well, yeah. yeah, if I can't get that one, yeah, I can't get any of them. <laughs> Good point. Uh, update, the Zenit St. Petersburg goal was ruled out for a push or a handball, I believe. So, the situation continues. Any more news? Nothing more from me, but I believe Stu does have the, uh, good, look, uh, the good news. And I think... I think I might have worked out what this one is. Well, the team in question were mentioned earlier in the podcast. Uh, however, this week, or the week gone, um, an elderly Burnley fan put out an advert in their local advertiser rag for a lift to Turf Moor from next season. Um, unfortunately for, for the gent in question, he'd been diagnosed with Parkinson's. Um, you know, one of his remaining pleasures is his season ticket, which is is very relatable, other than the fact it's a Burnley season ticket. Um, he was a bit worried about how he was going to get to the game, and it seems a bit of a strange thing, but, you know, he, he put out an advert in the, in, in the local paper. It was shared on Twitter, and then subsequently retweeted 12,000 times, received 41,000 likes, and off the back of that, Burnley have offered him a VIP day at the stadium to meet the manager, the team, um, you know, sit, sit in the dugout and all the rest of it. And more importantly, he has found a lift from Southport to Turf Moor for the home games for next season. So, um, yeah, the uh, you know, it's one of it's one of the nice things. Even if you don't like the team so much, there are still good people around, um, and this. This fellow who, you know, unfortunately is diagnosed with uh, Parkinson's, is still going to get to go and see his team. Um, probably underperform um, in the Premier League. So. <laughs> yeah. no, I, I thought it, I thought it was a, a real nice thing because if that if that was somebody like local to me, if that if that was the, I mean, think of it, if that was like your dad or your granddad or whatever it would be. Like I just thought that's awesome. Just a really. Yeah. Really nice, nice thing to do. It's, for quite, it's quite a trek from Southport as well. It's not, it's not really close to Burnley. It's, it's, it's Merseyside, not. isn't it? So. Uh huh. Yeah, so it's a, yeah. It said that. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna. Uh, you look up the story yourself if you want to see. I'm not gonna give you the guy's name um, because I'm a child, um, and I will not finish the podcast without laughing. But um, yeah, still. 
I, I still thought it was nice. And like you say, especially if it's a little little way to where it is, it's even even better. But there was. Do you remember? Do you guys ever see that? Um, yeah, I mean, this is going back a bit. There was a program. I think it was a Channel Four thing called Bank of Dave, and it was this like wheeler dealer business type dude from Burnley. He was a bit of like a local celebrity there. Um, and he, he didn't like what the, the national banks were doing, so he set up his own bank in, in Burnley. He's he's known for like a few other businesses and stuff around the area. And um, I don't know if he kind of is one of these where he gets off on being a bit of a sort of local celebrity and stuff as well. He had he had offered to pay for this guy a taxi instead <laughs> to him to him from the games, which again is a lovely thing to do. But he's not doing it necessarily without gain because he'll get the publicity. And anyway, the, the the guy got offered a lift just from you know a member of the public, if you like, or just a, a, a friendly a friendly face who he can talk about the actual game to to you know on the way to and from the game. He's even going to move from from the thing I've seen. He's even moving his season ticket so he can actually sit next to this guy who's going to give him a lift. So oh. a bit, bit of companionship rather than a bit of. Uh, publicity for this uh, this other guy so I thought that was a, even better <laughs> yeah absolutely as as we mentioned last week it's it's nice to see when football comes together to uh, to make stuff happen um, you know it's, it's a bit it's a big world um, and it would be nice to see it would be nice if we were able to finish every podcast with one of these where you know the football community has come together to make something happen which counteracts some of the other things that we talk about frequently in the football podcast Paul did you have something else to add I was going to say but I'll save it I'll save it for next week's and we'll have that as next week's good news a teaser my word Come for the football conversation, stay for the teaser. Fantastic. Well, if there's nothing else, lots of shaking heads, uh, then I will take this opportunity to thank you gentlemen for joining me and taking these lovely people through the sometime murky waters of the football world. We will be back next week for more football bants, football chats, football predictions and reviewing the games that we've predicted this week it's all here it's all right here but until next time we will see you later thank you very much boys see you later so there you go what do you think to that another one done another week gone another week of games gone another week of games to come there'll be more news more games more football same time next week or thereabouts. Thank you for listening and or watching, but wherever you're getting your podcasts, please do consider subscribing. It means a lot to us and uh, helps us bring you more fantastic content. You can also check out our website, thecookiecast.com. You'll find social media links and email links, and you can get in touch with us through those methods. That's it for this one. Till next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then.